tucked in. Cause you are now in bed with Dr. Seuss. Hello, my little kinky muffins. I hope this finds you in good spirits and good health. Well, it didn't take long for the summer to fly by once again. Here we are with the finale to the summer of domination already. And I couldn't think of anyone better to not only end the summer of domination, but to kick off fall with, but my sweet Maribel Blue, editor-in-chief of Kinky Magazine. Yes, the interviewer has become the interviewee. I have turned the spotlight on this amazing woman who, like me, is usually spotlighting everyone else. So without further ado, I bring you the boss bitch of kink, Maribel Blue, right after this. Maxim Magazine calls it one of the 100 things to do before you die. The Los Angeles Times calls it the mother of all Halloween blowouts. Saturday, October 31st, Halloween night at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. It's the 20th anniversary of the fetish and fantasy Halloween Ball. That's right, fellow freaks. The fetish and fantasy Halloween Ball is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year, and the insanity will be mind-blowing. Three giant rooms on two levels provide you with six hours of erotic intensity and entertainment, featuring the Psycho Circus, Phantom's Lair, the Red Room of Pleasure, and the Human Zoo, along with the hottest DJs in Vegas and L.A. burning up the dance floor. And don't miss the Lifestyles Expo, where you can pick up all your kinky toys and meet some of the sexiest folks in fetish. The 20th anniversary of the Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball is going to be huge, and I've scored you a discount on your tickets. Simply go to wanttickets.com backslash rubber to save $10 on each general admission ticket you buy. Get your tickets now, because the price goes up the closer it gets to Halloween. Right now is the best time to buy. Go to wanttickets.com backslash rubber and enter the promo code rubber to get your discount. And don't forget to grab your VIP tickets for even more freaky fun while you're there. That's wanttickets.com backslash rubber and enter the promo code rubber. The 20th anniversary of the fetish and fantasy Halloween ball at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. Halloween night. Join me. I dare you. (laughs) And here she is, the delectable Maribel Blue. Hey guys, I have with me today the amazing Maribel Blue. Now... We're going to get really in-depth on a lot of things here, so you got to be ready. Are you ready, Maribel? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) Let's, first of all, get into, because there's people that don't know you who might be listening and be going, you know, who the hell is Maribel Blue? Okay, so some of you in the kink community know Maribel, but it's kind of not clear what Maribel does in the world. Like, do you consider yourself to be a dom? Well, in in the professional aspect, no. I mean, I right. do get submissives that call me mistress or they call me goddess, 
And I think it's just being respectful, and that's fine with me. However, most of my BDSM practice has been on a private level, nothing dealing professionally. Yeah, like it's not, she's not doing this for a living. This is who she is. This is, this is what this is. Exactly. However. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, she's also the editor-in-chief of Kinky Magazine, and what else? And I am also the editor-in-chief of a new and upcoming magazine called Real on Reality. You can follow that Twitter account at Real Reality Mag. So this is a new magazine that is still under construction. However, I have been utilizing the blog portion of it because a lot of it has to do with the insanity of reality TV that we all love so much. So on top of conducting interviews with the adult entertainment industry and with the BDSM community on my magazine and writing editorials, I spend at least, you know, a good portion of my week blogging certain reality television shows. And my writing is more of a sarcastic take. It's not like, you know, I'm a big fan or whatever. Sure, there are some shows I am a big fan of, like Flipping Out, for example, with Jeff Lewis. I really like that show because you see the drama of real estate. And, you know, if, if it's not the whole thing, you're, you're for me, you're getting a good portion. I've gotten into flipping shows and, um, and real estate shows and the way people spend money on real estate and it's very interesting for anyone who who's interested in delving in real estate and what that life is like it's not a very easy life so I would say anybody who's going for their license be prepared for an extremely cutthroat industry I mean Mm -hmm. most industries are cutthroat and you know some more than others I think in the past century maybe it has just gotten really extreme so I'm yeah I'm doing that I do a talk show I I started to do it uh live but now I also like you I had to take a step back and kind of keep the focus on certain things that are in progress and working so it's I'm doing a lot (laughs) (laughs) I'm not one person you know I do have writers like yourself who writes in uh, our new cuckold corner which is absolutely receptive with a lot of people I've been seeing a lot of back and forth tweet as opposed to what we were doing before because people Mm -hmm. are interested in in the cuckold life. What is that about? How how can they pursue it? And I think, you know, with Kinky Magazine and the changes that I made recently, not going into themes like, you know, I had done in the past, but to have more of an open forum where the writers can come in and discuss current events, things that are going on in, in the fetish life, in the BDSM life, in the adult entertainment industry. Once you start incorporating themes you take away from everybody else that could be a part of the magazine and and being interviewed and it's and that's another thing is you'll also find q and a's don't work right it's funny it's funny sometimes they work depending on the blog depending on the way it's set up right i think it works if that person is just you know the whole website is ask whoever right then it'll work but as having like a q and a just it doesn't it didn't work on mine doesn't it's weird it's it's just it's an odd duck when you're out there kind of sticking your toe in the water going okay what's going to work and what isn't right and 
most people just look to the internet for inter- in information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, and they want it right, right, right there. They don't want to ask a question and wait for a reply. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. We live in this instantaneous society where people don't want to wait for anything, whether it's information, Mm -hmm. you know, waiting online to uh, cash up your groceries. Nobody really wants to wait for anything. You want to go on, you know, your web browser, type in whatever and have the answer pop up. And I think, you know, what people also need to be careful about is that just because the first thing that pops up is seems like a, a legible answer, it's not necessarily true. I mean, no, you have to. Uh, oh my god, you have Especially to do research. Internet, yes, you got to cross check everything. Mhm, mhm. We had you this really conversation do. not too long ago, where, as a matter of fact, in one of the radio shows that we did early on, where we were talking about how the internet is so saturated now with all of these fake sites. I think mm-hmm. this is the reason why I don't even venture on Facebook all that much. While I still post there, I use an application to post through there. I'm not apt to checking anything there because everything there is just, you know. It's gone to hell on Facebook. Yeah, I, it's I, like, it's saying, like I, clown I've never really central, you know, and yeah. I probably shouldn't even uh, disgrace the clowns like that because they're probably smarter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And they have more purpose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like you go on there and, you know, people are just sharing links. And, you know, you look at these links and it's like, you know, abcode.com. Well, I shouldn't say. Or Garcinia Cambodia. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's just like some stupid name. You know what I mean? Corny.com. And it's like corny.com now is uh, giving you – news like from cnn and and talking about your taxes yeah. but it's like corny.com i mean it's yep. like really you're you're relying on information from corny.com it's yeah it's it just yeah it's or the dose places like that because now you're sitting there they're what there are is their information aggregates mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they it's all automated those sites and they bring everything in from other places right and so everything is now cross-shared mm-hmm. and you'll see one on here and one of it's just ugh, and it's all garbage yeah i mean it's the same way with like certain twitter accounts that i had you know, I was following at some point because they seem legible. And then you realize, mm-hmm. wait, these are like the same people with the same fake yep. websites, you know. So you're you're supposed to click on this, you know, pick Twitter thing. And you're thinking it's going to take you to the picture that's embedded in Twitter. And it takes you to an actual fake site, you know, with, mm-hmm. with all of these pop-ups and all of these other stuff. And, you know, I think for me, it's it's almost discerning that, you work so hard on your product, and right. you're sharing better information, much more informative information, but then, you know, somebody goes to another site for something less than that's not even relevant. For example, you know, I had, I remember somebody sharing a website from the UK, an interview of somebody who create the realistic sex things and foot and stuff like that. And I had did an interview not too long ago with synthetics where they do all right. of these stuff, where they create real life 
sexual dolls and real life foot looking, you know, people, things that, you know, people have a, a foot fetish. I'm talking like, I don't yes, know what the yes, hell I'm yes. talking Some about. Of them, no, but I know what you're talking about. It's, it's the silicone feet because right. they're actually starting to produce those now, which is really cool. Right. And I'm saying to myself, wow, I did this interview on synthetics. I promoted it all over the place. This rinky dink site that does an interview with I don't know what company because it wasn't with synthetics it was with some other company the mm-hmm. feet look terrible I mean it just it was basically interviewed in a way to make it disgusting and I think within the kinky magazine community it's not about being disgusting it's about exposing these different types of sexual tendencies and topics that people can feel comfortable discussing. Of course, you can remain anonymous. Nobody's asking you that when you post other forums, you have to put your real name or whatever. But we want people that are visiting Kinky Magazine to find comfort that they are not the only ones who have these sexual thoughts or sexual tendencies. We're not here to make you feel bad about what you're feeling inside, but more as to explore what it is that you're feeling and do you want to follow through with it or not. At the end of the day, everybody has a choice. You have an option. That's the beautiful thing about your life, you know, your life, my life person A's life, who's who's ever like, that you have a choice in what it is that you want to do. Think about the choices before you act on it, but at the end of the day, you have the choice, and that's still a beautiful thing. And, you know, and I think with that being said, it was just so stupid, you know, how this link was shared over and over and over again, and then I tried to get in the mix, like everybody who was sharing it on their post, I would hit reply. I interviewed these people, and they do the same thing as as this thing or whatever. Only better quality. Right, exactly, you know. And it came to a point that I was saying, why, you know, why do you argue with stupid? Like, you can't argue with stupid. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't argue with ignorance. You, You really have to let it go and just let people live their lives and let them come to their own conclusions, whatever that may be. I'm not And if they're to... serious, if you're really serious about a subject, you're probably going to trip over the good stuff anyways, right. but you do have to filter through the garbage exactly. first, unfortunately. Exactly. And, you know, and this is the reason why I love my magazine so much. I think I could say that, right? <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, like, I have great writers. I have people who are totally committed into getting the information out there. They really love what it is that they're doing. I love what they're doing. I love reading their stuff. I have this new writer. Her name is Christina, and she's been writing more in, in the feature story section. She recently wrote an article about the, I was going to call her biracial, but then I forgot that she's white. But this woman that, you know, considers herself black, um, oh, right. okay. Rachel, I, yep. I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. her last name, but it starts with a D. You know, she was going around saying that she was a black woman she was actually Mm -hmm. white and it became like a really big topic because she was working for the NAAPC which is basically a black organization now I think Mm -hmm. with any organization you don't necessarily have to be black to work in the NAAPC no but the 
I think the interesting part with her was the fact that what she was trying to say was she had always identified with being black. Yes. Now, that's no different than transgender, you know, people being identifying with being a different gender. Right. And I think that got lost in the whole, oh, she's impersonating a black person thing. Right. And it, that wasn't coming out. But that was what she was trying to say mm -hmm. was that she felt black all her life. Right. Exactly. And and I've met a lot of people who are not black, who always felt that way. And I've mm -hmm. met black people who always felt that they have Latin blood inside of them. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it's like everybody is going to relate internally to something, even though you don't see it on the external level. I mean, mm -hmm. I took a sociology course. I'm in college. I'm finishing my bachelor's degree in business management. One of the required courses is sociology. Now, if everybody just took a sociology course and understood history from the beginning of time, how people identify each society and societies within society, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and how people, you know, there are still people that live in a, in a primitive aspect. And you know what? And they're happy like that. You can't turn around and say, oh, well, you know, because they're still wearing cloths to cover themselves and they walk around half naked all the time with shooting arrows that they're not smart yeah because if you go in there and try and take any of their shit see how many fucking arrows you're gonna handle when they fucking shoot your ass and mm -hmm. you know these are the things that people don't think about because they're so wrapped up in their own sense of self-righteousness and the technology that's being offered today they just forget And I think that's a scary thing. You know, I think that it's scary that you can't put yourself on this level. Well, I know everything. I'm good. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. You, 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 you should never <laughs> stop learning. Never stop learning. I mean, come on. There's, if, there's just no possible way for any one person to know everything. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. It really is. And this is the reason why I have the friends that I have, because each one of my friends offer something different to the table, something of value in mm -hmm. our friendship. And I love them for that. You know, even my ex-boyfriend, one of the reasons why I started the magazine in the first place. I mean, you know, we broke up in 2000, and it's there in, in my uh in my bio on my magazine. We broke up in 2000. It was a really horrible breakup. I think for for that year, I probably lived in a nightmare of my own. I was extremely secluded from society. I was afraid to walk out the door. I mean, a lot of these things I've written in my autobiography, they don't know these things about me, how fearful I was once mm -hmm. upon a time in my life after that breakup and the devastation that it did for me. I mean, you know, fast forward now, 15 years later, we're like the best of friends. But that was the one thing about our relationship was that we were always friends. We always had a friendship instilled. So it was easy to be friends thereafter. And I appreciate everything that that he tells me, I mean, even still to this day and age, um, you know, he knows the reason why I started the magazine and he's been extremely helpful and, you know, giving me tips on maybe do this, maybe do that, maybe try this, maybe try that. And so was he the one that introduced you to BDSM? 
Basically, yes. I mean, you know, it was funny because the tendencies were always there. It was really weird. It started off with the stockings and then it went to the shoes. And I liked the way the stockings and the shoes looked on me. It was always the stockings and the shoes. And I think I referred it back to in the days of Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, where they just looked so damn sexy like their legs were on point the shoes were on point okay they weren't wearing stilettos but they wore those shoes that you know that was like a block heel and the strap around the ankle that just made the leg look to perfection and I loved it I loved everything about it and it just so happens that when I met my ex-boyfriend he was a leg and thigh guy and shoes. <laughs> oh, how brilliant. He didn't have a foot fetish. He had the leg fetish and he mm-hmm. had the shoe fetish. And as our relationship had gone on, I started incorporating more different types of stockings, you know, fish Did he like stockings. the stockings? Oh, he loved it. Loved it. Okay. It was almost like it, it was a requirement before mm-hmm. we did anything. I think what tired me out was that I was tired of being submissive Ah, I didn't want to be submissive anymore and probably a lot of people don't know (laughs) that about me but in our relationship I was the submissive one I took Mm -hmm. care of everything so when I'm looking for a submissive I know exactly what I'm looking for I am looking for me when I was with him (laughs) If, Very cool. If, That's a cool way of putting it. Yes, if that makes any sense yeah. to anybody. So when I get these submissives that are talking about what they want to do, it's like it's not what you want to do. It's what I want you to do. And I have a submissive. He lives in another state, and right now he's going through um, personal family things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think for anybody to realistically think that they're that they're looking for a submissive that's there for, you know, 24-7 and at their beck and call, that's very unrealistic. I mean, a Extreme. submissive person also has a life. They are a human being. They have priorities that they also need to take care of. And that dom-sub relationship, people have to really explore that, take it seriously, do your homework, go on Kinky Magazine. (laughs) You know, we have a lot of people. We have a a new writer. He calls himself Fetish Sex Expert on uh, on Twitter. Um, His name is Galen. He's sharing his side on the male side because we never had a male aspect in the fetish writing at least in my magazine we want to know what men are thinking when when the men are the dominant and they Mm -hmm. have a female submissive or even a male submissive for that matter and and this is something that that a lot of people don't understand it is a completely different dynamic Mm -hmm. between a male dom and a female submissive than it is for a female dom and a male submissive. Yes. Very, very different. Very. And you have to do your homework. You have to understand what it is that you're looking for. As a submissive, you can't just say, well, I'm a sub and that's that. Well, what kind of a sub are you? What do you like to do? What turns you on? What are you fearful about? 
see, this is the, the thing that people forget. They're too busy focused on the physical aspect. Do you like mm-hmm. to be spanked? Do you like to be whipped? Do you like to be caned? Well, I'm sure, you know, a submissive will like that sort of punishment. But what's the psychological factor? How can you fuck with them, basically? Because that, okay, and this this has actually come up. I've, I had a um, young lady write to me and say, I don't understand what they mean by mind fucking. I was thinking about it and thought, you know, no one's ever, it's used a lot. Mm-hmm. But no one's ever really discussed it. So I can see where if you're new, she's coming into it going, well, is it a technique? Is it, it's, it's, and I'm trying to explain it to her going, okay, it's not a thing. Right. It's more what you have to understand for a submissive is they want to feel a little bit coerced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to feel a little bit of fear right. mixed. It's, it's almost like a soup and everyone's going to have their own way of, mixing up that soup right and each person is going to be different and that's it's such a hard thing to explain but it's such a huge part of what we do take a psychology course i tell people take a psychology course i mean it's most i would i would recommend that for dom's period information is there i I mean look you're not going to get everything online that's the Mm -mm. bottom line I mean, let's let's be real about this shit. If you think that you're going to get a psychology education by pulling up the word psychology and going <laughs> on to, you know, the official psychiatrist, no. That's, that's for them. That's for them to understand all of the terminology, all of the meanings of all these different types of psychotic shit. You want to take a psychology course to understand the true meaning of psychology and cognitive behavior, starting from when you are born. Yep. And how the mind forms and how it's fascinating. Exactly. It's so fascinating. I took this, I mean, I took psychology. That's one of the mandatory things you take in business management. You must take psychology. You can't. Skip it. You can't say no. You have to take it. And I remember in this course, we watched, you know, we had the opportunity to watch different documentaries. And there was a documentary on a girl who basically was abandoned and she was raised by dogs. I saw that. It was it she, is probably one of the most fascinating documentaries I've ever seen. It and adopted that dog behavior. And when they got her and they tried to fix her, so to speak, so that she can act like a human, it was hard. It was Mm -hmm. not as easy as they thought. They thought they could just take her out of the wild and ta-da, she was going to learn how to go to the bathroom and brush her teeth and, you know, and learn how to use the toilet to pee. I mean, it's like people overlook these things, and this is how deep psychology can go. If you and in BDSM especially, yeah. it, it's it's so important mm-hmm. to have even like girls. Now, the cool thing is, a lot of the women that I've been interviewing are all doing psychology on their own, Good. which is like fabulous. Excellent. Do it because you need 
some kind of a background. You don't have to go and get a degree. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. Just take some courses. Right. Take a Learn course. more about the mind. Right. Because it's the mind. The mind is the biggest sex organ. We know this. Yes. It's been proven. Mm-hmm. Masters and Johnson mm-hmm. proved that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what they mean by mind fuck in the sense. That's why it's hard for me to define because it's picking from so many different areas. And you're in though that's going to change depending on who's in front of you. Yes. You know, you reminded me when you said the, the mind fuck thing. There's a book by Dean Coots, and I remember talking about it in one of the interviews, and I still can't remember the freaking name of it. I think um, Master Vile, I was interviewing him, and, and we had that discussion. And in, in one, in this particular story, I remember he had kidnapped a girl, and she needed to pee. I mean, it was like so significant for me. I can't remember the rest of the story other than I know what happened. I'm not going to tell anybody in the event that they pick up the book. Then, they, <laughs> then they're going to know what happened. But that part was so significant that he had her tied up to a chair. And he wanted her to piss on herself. And she refused to do it. And this is the kind of mind fucking that people really don't want to talk about out mm-hmm. loud. When it comes to something of a BDSM nature, do you want to make a person feel that small that you have them there pissing on themselves? You know, I mean, it's like it, it, it depends. Yeah, and it depends on the individual right. how far right. you want to go. Do they, like and, and how, do they like being humiliated yeah. like that? Do they like being humiliated where they have to clean the bathroom naked or, or whatever? You know, it, it's. And it's as simple, too. Yeah. It, it's very simple. Like, I don't want you guys to think that this is all super, super right. complicated. It's not. <laughs> or because the other thing matter. is, something as simple as blindfolding a submissive mm-hmm. and then walking on the floor in heels. Right. He, all he has is his hearing at this point. Right. He's into, obviously, your look. He's into what you're wearing. He's into the whole heel thing. Right. And you're walking across a hardwood floor. And he's blindfolded. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, he can hear you. He can, and it's something as small as that mm-hmm. is a mind fuck. Right. So it, it it depends on the person who's there. Exactly. Exactly. And this is the reason why it's important to have conversations with a submissive and find out exactly what it is that they're looking for. If you're not having these conversations, getting into the I lifestyle and, and you know creating a Twitter account or I create, I, I question your ability to come. and you know, and now you hashtag FinDom. I want your money. You pig, you this and that. And <laughs> I mean, it's like, wh- where's the depth in all of that? Where, where yeah. is it? You know, you want his money. And that's one of the things this, this upcoming issue, there's a, a dominatrix that was interviewed in the magazine. She wrote a, nice short and sweet to the point article about this type of behavior and Mm -hmm. why is it that submissives get confused for lack of a better word i think no um, that's true and misinformed because they've already had the experience they've already spent out-of-pocket money for somebody that really gave them nothing in return now they have your money and what do you have as a submissive person were you fulfilled in any way? Mm-hmm. Now, when they meet an authentic dominatrix who's a fin dom, 
they're afraid to part with their money because they've already had the experience. Eighteen year old Sally, who just <laughs> said, "Candy with an eye." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cheerleader who's standing there going, "Give me my money!" Yeah, give exactly, me. exactly. You were the dummy who now, and I shouldn't say dummy, but you know, in some ways, you are because. You didn't do your homework. If you claim to be a submissive, again, utilize Kinky Magazine as a resource. There's a lot of information in there, especially now that I've incorporated Domination Nation for the last several months. I've been interviewing all of these great dominatrixes. While all of the questions may be the same, all of the answers are going to be different. So true. And it's so about true. reading each one. One of the questions I put in there is, is it important for you to know CPR? Almost all of them said yes. Maybe a couple of them said no. Okay. Well, if it's not a necessity for you not to know <laughs> CPR, God forbid something happens where you're playing the, the breathing game or you have a mask mm -hmm. over the person and now you don't know that they're having trouble breathing. You think that they're tied up and they're lifting their hand because they're trying to escape, not realizing that they're fucking suffocating. Now you don't yep. know CPR. The person has passed out. What do you do next? And for some people, this can be a real-life frightening situation because you're either going to call 911 or you're going to let the person drop dead and then you're going to be accused for murder. And guess what? What's going to be plastered all over the newspaper? Oh, the salacious headlines. BDSM, fetish. Mm -hmm. This will make Fifty Shades roll over because now everybody thinks that Fifty Shades is real BDSM. And it's yes, not. And it's not. It's, I mean, it's great for housewives. It, I, to me, I think it served a niche. I, will, I defend it mm -hmm. simply because it gave... You know, Lonely Housewives, something to look at. It kind of did open up the discussion of BDSM, right. so I would never really shoot it for that. Mm -hmm. it, was it fluff? Oh, good God, yes. yes. Could it have been condensed into one book? Oh, absolutely. Right, right. But it was commercialized, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I, You know, like, to me, everyone has such a hate on for this thing, and I'm just like, you know what? No, it wasn't real. I, but it, I think it doesn't matter. most of the hate comes from the type of writing. I know that... Uh, and it's formulaic writing, of yes, course. You know, because then you have authors who are really fantastic writers. They mm -hmm. get their point across. Their grammar is flawless. And then you have this. <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes a movie. And side note, E.L. James actually blocked me from Twitter because I had made a comment about her book being shit. And I remember going on her page because I couldn't remember her Twitter name. And it said, you are blocked from following this person. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. This is great. Way to piss them off, dude. <laughs> she must have a giant block list because not too long ago, they totally. said she did a she did a she Q&A. Did, yeah, she did a Q &A. Remember yes, that? Did she not did go a Q&A. Well. And yeah, it did not go well. that people were saying, I said, she must... She must have a cap on the block. Now they probably say you can't block any more people. <laughs> it's like, really, why are you here if you're blocking everyone? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, she was. Look, she was she, people, not everybody that. is going to like you. I mean, I've been in, in fucking fartland thinking, oh, yeah, everybody loves me. Everybody loves my magazine. Come on. 
I You'll know never, there are people yeah. that don't like me. I know there are people that don't like my magazine. Do I care? Absolutely not. <laughs> Yay, because that's why she keeps putting it in your face. Right, exactly. I don't care. If because... you want it, fine. If you don't, move along. Right. What's the point of, like, you know, trolling someone? I never do. I can't understand that behavior. That it just. I'm like, really? You're spending all this time attacking someone. Yeah. Move on. Well, for you the know, love that, of God. that's another psychology altogether. Oh, <laughs> just sitting there going, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I can probably refer to my, it's actually right here too, I always keep it nearby, my DM, my DSM, uh, the diagnostic criteria, of, uh, yeah. it's the quick reference guide to all of the different types of uh, psychology terms, you know, bipolar, yep. depression, I mean, it's, it's all, all types yeah. of disorders, I mean, it's, it's never ending, and I have the little book. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the big one is, like, it's yeah. so huge. <laughs> it is absolutely massive. So, okay, you say you have a sub that's serving you. Does that mean that subs can approach you? Yes, they can. I don't have an issue with that for as long as they understand is the way I have everything set up is that he's my number one because he mm -hmm. handles all of the kinky magazine stuff. He's the one that gets to see things in the back door that nobody else really gets to see when it comes to handling my business. You know, trust is a big thing with me. I mean, even from my side of things, I may not be that trusting to a sub who may want to help me out secretarial-wise, administrative-wise. He can do other things for me, but as far as my business is concerned, that's something that he's going to he's going to have to earn, he or she, for that matter, will have to earn my trust in having them here. I think I've just seen a lot of things. I've heard a lot of things. I've been told a lot of things. I mean, you know, when you work on this side of the fence, of, of the mm -hmm. writing aspect and interviewing people and establishing relationships with them, people start calling you and they build a friendship with you and they start talking to you about things, you know, about the lifestyle, about clients, about other dominatrixes. And I'm not going to get into detail because these are private conversations mm -hmm. that I have with people in the industry that, and, 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 you know, respect my confidence that I will never repeat, divulge anything. But I have to tell you, a lot of the times, I just want to unplug and say, no more. <laughs> I agree. hundred percent. I get it. It's just like, get totally it, get, get it. But you know, again, these are people that trust me with their thoughts, with, you know, mm -hmm. with their situations, with things that are going on. And I'm glad that they're able to pick up the phone and share with me their feelings or their insight or how could they change something or make it better i don't know maybe i should become a psychiatrist myself i always think to myself in the back of my mind maybe i'm you know in the wrong major here in college it should be <laughs> psychology it shouldn't be business management <laughs> yes it should because tell everybody about events by m blue yes exactly so i have two separate event planning businesses but one of them is events by m blue we focus more on the adult aspect 
of the event side. So, of course, some of it consists of toy parties, which are a little different from anybody who wants to do, like, passion parties. I know that there's another vendor out there. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, there's several. Yeah. This one is a little different because we buy the toys according to what the customer base may be. And we try to make it that they can take the toys home with them. Um, So there'll be, you know, a little bit of product there that people can take home and not have to wait and not have to order. A lot of these other places, they just, you know, have like your standard dildos and, you know, whatever. Yeah, this way you can take the party and mold it to whoever the guest. So if you want to do straight BDSM, then you're going to only have BDSM toys right. there. If you want, if it's just girls, okay, well then we'll focus on vibrators and stuff like that. Right. Like that that to me makes more sense than just a straight Platform across the board. Of, yeah, know, like think that this is what you're going to like. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if you if you're going to do a gay party, clearly they're not going to want to see vibrators vibrating clips. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like they're not going to care about that. They're going they want to care about masturbators. Ooh, that'll be good. Yeah, exactly. So, that's what the the kinky magazine parties are more focused on each group, each clientele, what it is that you're looking for. That's why I say call me to discuss a consultation or email me, but then at some point we do have to talk on the phone because people get so stuck on email that they forget, you know, hey, we can have this much more inviting conversation on the phone and be much more informative than going back and forth on email. So Mm -hmm. that's one aspect of what we're doing at Events by M. Blue. The other aspect is creating different types of events where we'll be reaching out to the public. I had an event going on before but unfortunately, we had to postpone that event and kind of revise the plan and do something for 2016 in Vegas. So that's something that's still in the works. However, like we were discussing earlier, this event is going to be a little bit more different. We have a lot of cons, like I was talking about before, a lot of these networking events, and they're all really good. And I'm looking to do something similar but a little different where a lot of the adult makers can really focus in on their products. And I don't want to give away too much because you just never know who's listening, and then they turn around and say, well, we're going to do this. But it's going to focus more on the adult business industry makers and when i when i t- when i say adult business i'm not talking about a porn star it's not like something like exotica it's going to be more for the people who are in the industry of making toys maybe they have a specific product in mind that they invented that they can go out and showcase and this is what i'm looking to do as far as event wise is concerned so i'm going to be reaching out more to the people in the adult toy industry that may have a specific toy line, something that they've patented, something that they've created that the public can now have first touch, I guess, you know, first-hand info where they can come in and explore all of these different options when it comes to the adult toy industry. The adult toy industry is very big. I mean, you know, we have people with tons of affiliate stores with so many different products. I mean, every day there's a new product being invented and nobody really knows about the product. What do we know about it? It's hard for these smaller vendors to be able to not only showcase what they do, but to even get it out to market. You have to, most of the the really big companies, because when I was, when I had my sex shop, you learn 
that most of the sex stores that you're going to that have big names, um, that are chains, what I learned when I had my shop, mm-hmm. because my shop wasn't a chain and I didn't want it to be, because I, what happens is these stores can only purchase certain products. Right. They're only going to bring in their own lines. They're only So it's limited. When you go into a chain sex shop, mm-hmm. you're going to see a limited amount of product. Right. Whereas if you go to an independent, which is what I was, I was bringing in stuff from across the board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is the consumer doesn't know that. No, they don't. And there's so many of these smaller vendors mm-hmm. that don't have a chance to get their stuff out there. There's some of the most beautiful leather workers. Yes. And just, oh, it's it's endless. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the money because they don't own all these chains of stores. Right. Exactly. And the chains are like, no, we're not bringing in your stuff. Mm-hmm. We have our own. Mm-hmm. So in, they get they miss the market, and it's right. not fair. Pipe Dream. Like, Pipe Dream is one of the biggest producers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. Pipe Dream, mm-hmm. Doc Johnson, mm-hmm. all of those guys. Cal they exotic. own all the big yep. – yeah, they own all the big stores. Right. So you're only going to be seeing, a, like, only Cal Exotic, or you're only going to be seeing whatever it is that these – because it's easy to just slap a, right. a label on it. I could go to Cal Exotic and go, okay – put my label on this right. and they'll do it. Right. But, but it's, it's limiting you. And that's, what's really cool about this event is that all these smaller vendors yes. are going to be able to come there and showcase stuff. And it's not just going to be business to business. It's going to be consumer, right? Exactly. Exactly. And after rethinking, you know, lesson learned, like mm-hmm. we were discussing earlier, without me going into deep embedded and unnecessary details, we all learn when it comes to putting events together. We all learn what's going to work and what's not going to work. And clearly there was a missing factor here that I even started to notice as I was putting this event together and promoting it. I'm like, you know, something's not right. Something's not meshing well together. Something's kind of missing in here. And then when I pulled myself away from it and started thinking outside of the box, because, you know, Maribel Blue's always viewing the world in a box. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's the title of my, word, my WordPress. <laughs> viewing the world inside a box. When I look outside of that box, I was like, wait a minute. Here's something that's not really happening in the adult world. And how can we get this to make it work? And you're absolutely right. There are so many creative designers in the adult industry as far as the toy making is concerned so it's kind of like making a new soda this is the way somebody had explained to me about a year ago as having a conversation you know the shelf space is already owned in the supermarket by pepsi cola and coca-cola and under right. Pepsi Cola and Coca Cola, you have all of these different brands that they already own shelf space on it. So, for a person making a new brand of water to want to walk into a chain of supermarket and say, I'd like my water to be placed here, it's going to take a lot of convincing. Because and not just convincing, but it takes a lot of cash. Right, exactly. And that's the the main thing that drives any business. I'm lucky in my situation that, you know, we had some sponsors that are happy with the new promotional thing that we're undertaking with this event because this will definitely showcase 
their product. And I don't want to say what their product is. I don't want to, you know, spoil who the sponsors are because this is something that's still in the works. Um, we're probably going to be doing it at the different hotel. Definitely going to have a pool in it because that's a requirement. But I think, you know, like you were saying before, there are people who are so talented. They make beautiful things. I know a guy who I think his company is called Lethalware. He makes all of these beautiful stuff. I mean, the guy is so talented. He would be someone that I would want there. Somebody who's looking for original BDSM wear, leather wear, fetish wear. This is a person that I highly recommend. He is beyond talented. He makes things. I mean, I look at his things and I'm, I can't fucking believe he made that. And this is something that, you know, you would want in your closet. If you're a dominatrix and you like to have things that are original, that nobody else has, one of a kind, this is the guy to go to. So he, What's got, his a, name? he got a plug. <laughs> What's his name? Say it again. His name is Logan. And um, I can't remember his last name, but I know his company is Lethal Wear. And you Lethal can find Wear. him on, on, on Facebook. It's um, Lethal Wear. Yeah. And I can always forward that info or I can put something on the magazine just to promote him because he's he's really good at the stuff that he makes you know and I think it's it's people like that that deserve some kind of recognition for the work that they're doing especially in the adult entertainment industry not just BDSM not just fetish wear or whatever but just toy the adult toy industry as a whole and, and that's another thing that what happens is when you're going into these major, huge sex shops, you're getting all the commercialized stuff. Right. So let's look at it this way. Your Doc Johnson, your Cal Exotics, all, they're, they're very well made. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're not well made. Mm-hmm. But it's like going into a supermarket and all you're seeing is Coke and Pepsi. Right. So the, the little guys, you're not seeing it. And the, thing, the difference between Cal Exotics and an independent is Cal Exotic is looking at the bottom line. Mm-hmm. They're looking at money only. Right. These independent people are doing it for the love of what they do. Mm-hmm. Right. And your your quality is ten times better. Yes, absolutely. And that's why, you know, people can't complain, oh, well, why is this so high? Well, you know, the, as the old saying goes, you get what you pay for. So if you want to spend 99 cents on a plug, as opposed to spending $5 on a plug, the 99 cents one may not last very long. And I should define plug. I was talking about an outlet. I wasn't talking about a butt plug. <laughs> I thought you meant a butt plug. I really did. <laughs> I could be a butt You're plug. Right. You, got, you got a point. Yeah. I mean, as I think about it. <laughs> you want a quality who, butt plug, who, people. You right, really do. Exactly. Who would spend 99 cents on a butt plug? You know, you wouldn't want to go to your local oh, 99 cent store to buy a butt plug. It's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You have no idea what that shit is made of. You have no idea what kind of plastic it's made of. You have no idea if you stick it up your butt, you're going to have like some fucking rash where you're going to be running to the hospital and everybody's going to be laughing at you. So be careful what you buy and buy top quality stuff. And that's what you're going to have. Right. And this this is what I'm going to have at this event. I'm going to have twat, twat. (laughs) Well, there might be some twat there. I'm quite sure there will be, as a matter of fact. Fake twat. Fake twat. Yes, a lot of silicone twats. It will be twats to the wall. 
there is going to be silicone twats there, but now that you're mentioning it. <laughs> well, there has to be. Come you on. see, I can't even be serious. It's just like all these sex words just come out of my, my uh, I was going to say my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you don't. It's because you're using a 99 cent plug. Yes. See, it's leaking. <laughs> that's what happens. But you see my <laughs> point, you know. I, yeah, totally. And I and I think that this will be the type of event that I'm looking forward to showcasing once a year, so that if a new product comes out, here's an opportunity for a small vendor to now share their product and showcase it do a show and tell if they can and i think that's important that's one way of giving back to the community so to speak you give them a forum it's the same reason why i started my magazine i was giving people a forum you know back in 2000 there really wasn't a forum sure you know Mm -mm. the internet was new and and everybody was getting on it and they were all in chat rooms and we were all talking and we were all sharing and you know sharing art and sharing this and sharing pictures and whatever but the internet also has grown <laughs> you know whether whether it's grown for bad the good or, or the worse, bad you know kinky That's magazine has been there and it has always been my top priority to make sure that the information in the magazine being shared is correct. As far as the fetish, the BDSM, the cuckold, that people are sharing experience from experience, not from out of their ass. Like, I know you're coming from experience when you're sharing mm-hmm the cuckold advice, the lifestyle, what does it mean? You're not coming from out of your ass. And this is the reason why we work well together, because we both have a deep understanding of all of the the little things that make up this alternative lifestyle that we call life. And honestly, you and I have always been the type that we are very much into pouring out the right information. Right. Like between the two of us and between all of our websites, honestly, you don't even really need to go anywhere. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, exactly. go to my blog, go to Maribel's blog, yeah. go to Kinky Magazine, go to In Bed with Dr. Sue, go to the Dr. Sue Review. Yeah. There's I, like, and we I, have and so uh, much info, it's crazy. I don't even, if, I don't know if you know Madam Beatrice, Beatrice X. Mm-hmm. She's also going to be writing for the magazine. She's That's also awesome. another person who blogs. And she's lovely. And she does a lot of writing. She does. And she, I mean, she goes in depth as far as the dom-sub relationship is concerned. And now mm-hmm. she's going to be writing for us. She wrote something. I'm not going to spill it yet, but she wrote something, a personal experience that she had when she was a sub. And it was mm-hmm. so fucking deep. I'm like, this is the shit that that needs to be talked about. This is the shit. Not all of this external stuff. Not not give me your money, pig. That's not oh, what we're God, promoting yeah. on Kinky Magazine. We could care less about that. If that's the way you want to refer to your subs, if a, if a sub wants to be called that, okay, fine. More power to you and your relationships. This is about in-depth information. And this is one of the things... Getting back to my point, and it's a miracle I didn't forget it, that it is about being consistent and current with the time and not faltering into some nonsense 
I don't read other publications, to be honest with you. I read other people's blogs, but I'm not big on reading other people's publications. One, First of all, yeah, we don't have time. I, right. I don't have time. That's, that's the biggest issue. I don't have time. And, you know, the blogs that I choose to read are the blogs that, for me, are most interesting. And maybe it's someone that I want them sharing their thought on on the magazine. So, I mean, it's the same way with, like, with this writer. She's, she's, she's talking about current events, life events, things that are going on. And, and after she writes, she's like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? What can we talk about? What can we write about? That's how excited she is because she's more focused in on what's going on in society today. What can we pick up and talk about? How can we break this down? What's going to be my opinion on it? And I like that, you know, because that's another thing that we didn't have in the magazine. The feature story is about talking about current events, whatever that may be. Donald Trump running for president. How does this affect a community? Hello, it does. It doesn't necessarily have to be fetish. It doesn't necessarily have to be sex. It doesn't necessarily have to be BDSM or whatever the case may be or cuckold. It is our society today, and it has an effect on all of us, how we choose to live our lives all the time. Well said, my darling. <laughs> so tell everybody where they can find you, um, how subs can get in touch with you, how people can talk to you as far as possibly getting their product into the event that's coming up. It's very easy. Everybody can log to kinkyemagazine.com, and it's kinky with an E. I always say that. I think people would know it by now, but then some people don't, and that's okay. So it's kinkemagazine.com. You can also reach me at maribelblue at kinkymagazine.com. That is my email address. You can find me at maribelblue on Twitter. That's M-A-R-A-B-E-L-L-E-B-L-U-E. You can even do a Google search and find me that way. So I'm very easy to find as far as online is concerned, and I like to keep it that way. <laughs> so see, it's really simple. Get in touch with Maribel. If any of this stuff, or, or just, you know what, the easiest thing, just go to Kinky Magazine and start educating yourself. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just start the education. Ask questions. If you do have questions, email us. You can email me. You can email Dr. Sue. Look at the writers tab. You see all of our writers there. You can get in touch with us, uh, the contact us tab. Everything is very simplistic in the magazine. There's nothing complicated about it. And, you know, for those listening to the radio show that's interested in partaking in the event for next year, our, our vendors event, you have a product that you want to showcase, hit me up. Let's talk. I'm looking forward to an exciting new prospect. And, yes, there will be a swingers party that Saturday night. <laughs> ah, we can't, okay. We can't have all of these sex toys and not have a swinger party. <laughs> well, you gotta, yeah, I can see that. You just, you know, yeah, you got to do that. I can see that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of the new changes that are coming into my life. And like you, you know, sometimes we got to take a step back, take it easy, don't overdo it. I, I suffer from things personally, one of them being depression. I, I'm not okay. ashamed of that. It's not something I openly no, talk me too. about. But, yeah. you know, I do get depressed. And, you know, when that happens, it's a trickle-down effect. It affects the magazine. It affects people that are writing for me. It affects, mm -hmm. you know, when the magazine goes up and 
you know, I can't let that happen because I'm working on many different projects. I'm also working on two books that I finish. I'm proofing now, and um, I'm going to be selling those directly on the magazine. And, you know, that's another thing. If anybody has a book and you're tired of Amazon and you're tired of Amazon taking a portion of your book that you work so hard for, hit me up. We don't take that much of a cut for you selling your book on here, and the majority of the profit is yours. So that's another option that people can take advantage of, those who are just coming out with a book and want to see some profit from that book. Thank you, Maribel. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Is she not just the most amazing woman you've ever heard from? I mean, seriously. Maribel is a go-getter extraordinaire. If you haven't been to kinkymagazine.com, what the hell are you waiting for? There are some of the most fantastic writers in our community contributing to the mag, including yours truly. The next issue will be out in a couple of weeks, but definitely get over there and educate yourselves with all the past articles, features, and interviews that are waiting for you to devour. The link is on Maribel's show page. And you'll even see a Kinky Magazine banner on In Bed with Dr. Sue to make it even easier to get in touch with the beautiful Maribel and her amazing online publication. Also, if you want to find out about booth space for the upcoming trade show that I believe is happening April 23rd at the Holiday Inn on 57th Street in New York City, please contact Maribel and don't leave it to the last minute. Believe it or not, booth space is already filling up fast. Also, Maribel will be speaking at the Adult Webcam Conference January 20th and 21st on the rise of kink in webcam. So be sure to hit her up for info on that as well. I'd like to take a moment to thank each and every lovely lady who was featured on the Summer of Domination. Each show and obviously each woman was unique, and quite honestly, there is something to be learned in every show. For those of you who didn't get in on the Summer of Domination, never fear. I have a long list of ladies I will be featuring throughout the year in spotlights. Coming this month, September, now that the kids are back in school, it's time for the grown-ups to have some fun, so I'll be bringing you the sexy ladies behind the erotica you all enjoy. That's right. It's an all-girl erotica fest on InBed, so stay tuned for that that's coming up, too. Thank you, my sweet, loyal listener, for being a part of the InBed family. I love each and every one of you, honestly. I want to hear from you. Please keep those tweets, emails, and messages coming. If there's someone you want me to feature, drop me a line. Let me know who. Also, I will be attending this year's Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball, so I'll be able to bring you some first-hand views of the 20th anniversary of the ball. If you're going, let me know. I'll be the bitch in scrubs. So until the next In Bed with Dr. Sue, remember, life was meant to be joyous. If you're not living a joyous life, that tells me your thoughts are getting the better of you. Remember, positive in, positive out. I'll see you guys on the flip side. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.